0: If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we confess our sin. John, in his letter, 1 John, the first chapter, after talking about how God is light and in them there is no darkness at all, says that we have fellowship with him and we walk in the light. Now, I don't know about you. We we ought to put a sign out over the door. No perfect people allowed. Because when all of us measure ourselves by the holiness of God, by the perfect, pure love of the Son... Our love always seems tainted and anemic. But nevertheless, we can walk in the light because our God is a God of incredible grace. And because God so loves us, as we just talked about, and he is so gracious, so ready to forgive, so ready to invite us into his transformation, receiving us just as we are but never content to leave us in that state, wanting so much more for us. Because this is a place of grace, it's a place that's safe to confess. Now, what does it mean to confess? It doesn't mean just to own up honestly to what's there. That's true. But confess is, if you break down the word, it's with say. To say with God what is sin in my life. To say with God what is sin in my life. How do you know what's sin? Isn't it it kind of dangerous as sinful, imperfect people to leave what identifies sin in our life up to us? That's kind of leaving the the wolf guarding the hen house, isn't it? Uh, we've always let the word of God identify that sin. And believe me, if you read the word of God carefully, you'll find dissonance between you and God in almost every chapter. There's something that still needs to be changed. Something that needs to be more purified. Something that needs to be stronger. Stronger. Something that needs to be more purely motivated. I can't read a page of the word without encountering God's continuing construction worksite in my own life. So it's natural as we come to this meal to confess, to say with God what is sin. I invite your prayers this week. Uh, It's a very difficult time in the life of our denomination right now. there are conferences within the United Methodist Church in the United States and in the United States only that uh, have said that they can no longer consciously follow um, our reading of Scripture and our covenant together about calling sin what is sin. Um, They're reinterpreting that, uh, saying that particularly when it comes to... um, Uh, uh, um, gay and lesbian and um, sexual kinds of situations that, that, that all of that is something that needs to be handled differently. They find themselves so embarrassed by the biblical stance that the United Methodist Church has taken over the last 40 years in this conversation that they have now decided that they will no longer abide by it. That they will live outside of our covenant. And this is an unprecedented thing in our church. Uh, we have a process by which we come to define the covenant that we share together and how we'll live uh, as a church. And the difficult thing about it is those who are, rebellion, are in rebellion are the very ones that would hold those accountable who would be in rebellion. So it, it seems our whole system is struggling for for a response that keeps... The church uh, with integrity this uh, Friday and Saturday there will be a uh, meeting of, uh, of pastors that are very concerned about this move within our church uh, Wesleyan Covenant Association is being formed um, and uh, I-, I feel led to go and be a part of that inaugural meeting um I I want to find out. I I want our church to maintain its integrity to the word. Um, I cannot live long or pour my life out in a church long that is not that way. Um, It's such an important issue. Uh, for us. Let, let me say it this way. I will not thrive with the Lord well in a church that allows me to find for myself what is sin and what is not. That would be death to the process of my own sanctification. Uh, I'm not a pointing a finger at anybody else. I'm telling you what I can live with. And I know what I can't. I think most of us are in that same kind of struggle with the call to holiness in our life. And I think it's an inclusive promise that all of us are called to holiness. And the Bible defines that holiness sometimes in ways that make our flesh very uncomfortable. But so is it that we are redeemed and sanctified. And come to live a life other than just the life we would have on our own. To let the love of God and the life of God be lived through us. Um, So I'm looking for leadership in this moment. And uh, if I have to go there to become a part of it, so be it. Um, But I'll be gone this Friday and Saturday in, in that endeavor. I pray that you'd pray for me. I pray that you'd pray for those people that we would be given wisdom. As to how to survive and how to navigate towards the future that God wants us to become. Not just trying to save the church that we've been. I'm looking ahead. And I know the church will stand. It will stand until he comes again. And I will do whatever necessary to be in that graced, redeemed group. It's a difficult time. Which way forward? So many important things are at stake. But if we confess, if we confess He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That that, that means what we agree with God is sin and hold before him in our life. He then takes responsibility for working with us to transform, to redeem, to renew, to repurpose that in our lives. (laughs) How many of you remember the OP pants days? Do you remember any, we got any people that survived the 80s in the crowd? Yeah. Ocean Pacific. That's right. They, you know, and if you had your OPs on, there was footwear that was required almost. They were those, those white kids, you know, and they could not, these things are canvas. Who ever thought of wearing white canvas shoes in the summer? What what kind of, but, but they had to be white, 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 you know? And so I, I had my kids and I had gotten them dirty and this wouldn't do, but I couldn't afford new ones. So, so I, 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 mom introduced me to bleach. she introduced me to bleach and and I soaked those shoes in bleach and I'd been told that it works even better in the sun. So in the middle of the summer, I took those white kids and I dropped them down on a rock in the backyard, you know, and they heated up there in the sun and so forth. And I came back the next day and they were gleaming, just white, you know, I thought, this is awesome. And I picked up my shoes and as I picked them up, I didn't know it when I laid them down, but they had kind of bounced in one Shoe had bounced over the toe of the other. And you picked it up and underneath it was purple-brown grunge. I don't, you know. If we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. But those things that we will not confess, those things that we will not acknowledge as sin. We withhold from his gracious transformation. What do you confess? What do you say with God this morning? Lord, I know this is who I am and this is, I know this is the way I am. And uh, I know this is what I struggle with. And Lord, I struggle with it. But this morning, I confess, I I turn it over, not just to what I can do with this, but Lord, I, I, I turn my life over to you that I might live in your purposes and leave this stuff that would hold me back behind. Lord, I confess my sin, trusting you to be faithful to cleanse me of my sin and all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, we come to this meal of Clorox, of that kind of bleaching power this morning. We come to you confessing our sin and trusting ourselves to that process that might make us more like your son. We confess all the greed in our heart, all the comfort seeking in our heart rather than self giving we confess our unholiness we confess our unrighteousness we confess the things we did in selfishness this week we confess our harsh words show us Jesus Lord God we confess it all and pray that you would make us like your son fill us with your love On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and poured out for all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we, we confess when we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit not just on these gifts of bread and juice, but Holy Spirit, Clorox our lives. Thank you, God, for this safe place to be this dangerously real. Would you take hold of that which is yet to be transformed in us? We offer it to you. Forgive us, we pray. Pour out your spirit on these gifts of juice and bread and upon us gathered here that we might be for the world your body redeemed, set free, sent into this world. We ask these things in the name of your son who taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.